I started with introductions. I'm Kimberly, um, also known as Superwoman Researcher for um, Behind the Indies website. And I am speaking with Ryan, who is kind of my boss because he is the creator of Behind the Indies. So, um, Ryan, I guess my first question for you is if you could explain um, what sets a game apart as being an indie game? Uh, good question. I guess it would be really uh, somebody's personal project, um, you know, created outside of mainstream media, um, if you want to call it like AAA studios, which there are many. Uh, I guess for me, it has different connotations in terms of like, it's basically somebody really like following their passion uh, and trying to bring it to life. What inspired you to create the website devoted to them? Well, uh, to be honest, I wasn't inspired really to create it at all. Uh, it, it just kind of happened on its own. Uh, a few years ago, or I guess a couple years ago, I was working on some games of my own and uh, doing some volunteer work for Indicade and just, you know, being active on Twitter. And a few people asked me if I wanted to review their games. And I didn't really want to. Uh, <laughs> that, that might sound kind of harsh. Like I, I want, I wanted to play them. I wanted, I wanted to check them out, but like, there's just, were just so many people reviewing games that, you know, that just didn't really interest me, but I was interested in like their story, like, you know, what, like what they were doing. So I contacted a couple folks and, uh, you know, asked if they would be interested in, you know, sharing their their story of how they were making their indie game and what their game was about. And uh, the response was pretty overwhelming uh, right right from the start. And it just kind of happened, uh, you know, kind of all on its own. Now, you mentioned that you yourself have been working on some indie games. Uh, where are they at? What's your, uh, what kind of games are they and what kind of progress have have you been doing on them? Well, let's see. At that time, I was working on a game called Creature Craze, which is, you know, a totally functional game. It's a children's game, like a draw and discard game. Uh, it's definitely, like, not available yet for, uh, for wider consumption just because other things have kind of gotten in my way of making it happen. I've also... Uh, have worked on like a kind of like a vampire board game. Cool. But I actually started making games with my uncle, let's see, when I was, I guess, like about 17. So 1987. Um, and uh, we, we would, you know, basically just kind of, you know, hang out together throughout the afternoon and come up with ideas and make games and you know we had a couple that were that were pretty fun back then 
we actually, I, I mentioned this with somebody else not too long ago, that uh, we didn't have access to like all this, you know, wonderful technology like 3D printers that everyone has access to now. And uh, so we actually cast our game pieces out of solder um, on the kitchen stove. <laughs> wow. Well, what what does designing a website, like, how does it compare to designing an indie game? Uh, designing a website's a big pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, not, you know, sometimes, I guess, designing games can be a pain in the ass, too. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I don't have any that are, like, out for general consumption, but from what I've heard in interviewing other, uh, you know, indie designers, there's certainly, you know, a lot of struggles in designing a game. I think designing a, 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 a website is a little bit different. Hmm. And how long have you been working on your site? Okay, so let's see. So after the, that, you know, first time that I asked someone to be interviewed, which was actually a Vladimir... Uh, who's the creator of Foxes, was the first person I contacted. And he was just so, you know, awesome and welcoming and, you know, fun to talk to. Um, but I did that on my, like, just my personal uh, blog um, on, a, on a Wix site. And, you know, like I said, got got really good response and started immediately putting out, like, you know, two two or three, two, no, two, started off with two interviews a week. Um, but after three weeks of just doing it on my personal blog on the, uh, on the Wix site, like it was getting bogged down. It was getting, it was getting too slow. So I decided that it was time to like, you know, become official and, uh, got the behind the indies.com domain and moved everything to, to the new website. What methods do you use to evaluate your progress? I mean, you know, having a website getting bogged down definitely shows growth. What, um, you know, how are you evaluating that and how has Behind the Indies continued to grow now that it's on its own domain? Uh, yeah, I use a lot of things. I mean, you know that we use Trello to kind of keep on top of stuff. Um, but in terms of growth, I look at all the, uh, the metrics for the website and some of you guys listening might know that I, you know, recently did a Twitter post about like our kind of six month review. Um, so the first month after, uh, moving to behindtheindies.com, we had 465, uh, unique visitors that month now we're at the point where we consistently have you know a, around 3,000 uh, unique visitors a month and growing wow. so for the past six months we've had uh, 10.7 thousand unique visitors from 65 different countries viewing 57,000 pages so people in you know, in general, are looking at about ten thousand pages a month, which is you know pretty, 
pretty awesome. And, and actually what is, what's been cool is that the ratio, um, of new, new visitors and returning people has stayed pretty much the same at 60, 40. So I think that's pretty awesome. And for those of you listening who continue to like keep coming to the site and checking out the interviews, like, thank you. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> like, which do you have the information in front of you or do you know off the top of your head which interview has been read or visited the most i off the top of my head i would think that it would be pod i think okay. was was the is the number one um they really like exploded and especially um like hitting nintendo switch uh it, it was just a huge explosion, and in a 24-hour period, we had something like 530 uh, unique views. Wow. How do you decide who who you interview? Well, uh, lots of ways. I mean, you do a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. This is true. Um, but I, for me, I, I can definitely tell you how it started is that I was really looking for games that I thought had really good potential um, by people that I thought were hardworking who were being underrepresented, underrepresented. You know, people who were like, you know, tweeting all the time were, you know, like had their own blogs about the games, but still like didn't have a lot of followers and you know, just weren't really getting recognition. And there were definitely times in my life that I wish I had had somebody, you know, like me reach out and be like, dude, what you're doing is awesome. Like, I want to help you. I want to help, like, get you exposure. And so that, that was really kind of like, you know, some of my criteria starting out is that I wanted to find these really, you know, talented you know, cool people who just weren't like, mm -hmm. you know, getting the exposure that I thought they deserved. So I'm sure there are lots of challenges we could talk about as far as having a website, just in the whole like technological aspects and things like that. But what challenges are specific to conducting interviews with people and getting, you know, from start to finish when you decide, okay, I'm going to interview, I want to interview this person about this game. Can you walk us through the process from when you have that first initial thought to when the interview actually gets posted? And what are some of the challenges that you encounter in that, if any? Yeah. There's, there's a few. Uh, I mean, we do written interviews and, you know, now do podcasts. And it, it's always a challenge in terms of written interviews for a couple reasons. I mean, one, you want to like, you know, represent their game well. So you want to ask them, you know, questions about their game. You want to ask them kind of specific questions about their game, but you don't want them to be too specific because you don't want to like lead them, you know, lead anyone into answers. You want to like, give them room to talk and just kind of tell their story. So I guess trying to find the balance of 
you know, kind of like probing questions without being leading questions is definitely a challenge. Uh, what's interesting is that doing, uh, for me anyway, doing written interviews is actually a lot more difficult than doing podcasts. I feel like I spend more time, like, you know, doing research and really trying to, like, craft, you know, good questions um, that are going to be engaging doing a written interview. But for some reason, like, on a podcast, like, I can just talk to someone making a game and, and just find their story interesting. <laughs> it seems, like, really easy. <laughs> um, so I guess, the in general, the written interviews are kind of challenging for me personally, which is why I have this you know, awesome partner. Uh, you might have heard of her, Superwoman Researcher, who, <laughs> who helps out a lot with that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, what about going back to the first part of that question? So what, so what is the process? Okay, so um, you see a game and you're like, wow, this game is awesome. This indie dev is doing something completely different. Uh, I want to interview them mm -hmm. or, you know, if we're fortunate enough, the indie dev reaches out to us. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But which actually... what, what happens next? <laughs> oh, uh, well, yeah, we'll contact, uh, you know, the, the team or the person making the game and just reach out and, you know, say, we'd, we'd like to interview you. And, I actually, I don't think, I mean, we've, we've definitely had people who have just not responded, but I don't think I've ever gotten like a no yet, which is nice. No one has ever yeah. been like, no, I don't want to tell my story, man. You know, go like, <laughs> so that's nice. I think <laughs> I've definitely had the response that, you know, I'm super busy. I would love to do it. Send along questions, but super busy right now because indie devs yeah. are busy people. Yeah. <laughs> but never a flat out no, this is true. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and I mean that that's that that's really the first step and then it's, you know, crafting the questions, researching the game, trying to get as much information about the game as possible. I do definitely try to look for people who uh you know, like have a big announcement, you know, coming up so that we can kinda you know, tie together and get them as much publicity as possible for whatever their announcement is. If they're like, you know, having an alpha coming out or like an open beta or a Kickstarter or, you know, going to a, a game convention or, you know, so I, I try to, you know, time things so that we can kind of get maximum exposure for the people on the site. And, um, and going back to the site itself, we have uh, the Dev to Dev page, and um, part of that uh, whole idea is the great indie dev mindshare. So, uh, would you like to give the story about where that term comes from? Sure, I would love to. Um, <laughs> that came from Stuart and Thomas from Vegas Prime Retrograde. I have to say that they, they coined the phrase. And uh, again, they were one of our, you know, really early interviews. And I'm actually talking to them about doing a follow-up uh, podcast coming up here shortly. Um, but in any case, awesome. uh, I think we we had put out 
or I had put out, you know, just a thing saying like, you know, be, be a part of, you know, behind the Indies, you know, share your story kind of thing. And they responded saying, you know, that sounds awesome. We want to be part of the great Indie Dev Mindshare. And I contacted them right away. And aside from saying, you know, yes, we want to interview you was, can I use that? Because the great Indie Dev Mindshare just like kind of sums up perfectly what I'm trying to do. And so there's, you know, there's aspects to the site, the, the dev to dev section, which has certainly fallen behind, um, that I want to develop further. Because I, I, aside from just being, uh, you know, exposure for some great games, um, I would really like Behind the Indies to kind of be like, you know, a community of, of developers and creative people and, you know, artists and modelers together, you know, sharing their experiences and their life stories and, and uh, you know, a place where, where people can really learn from other people's experience. And, you know, hopefully that will help them out with what, you know, whatever they're trying to create. So in answering that, you kind of touched on or um, hinted towards what my next question would be, which is, where do you see, um, you know, behind the Indies going in the future? What's next on your to-do list or what's currently on your to-do list? <laughs> your very long to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, with someone who has access to the Trello board, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you know, some of what's on the to-do list. Um, but yes, I, I definitely want to, uh, develop the, the dev to dev section more. I also, you know, think I'm at the point where I want to start doing, uh, you know, like sponsorship and, you know, start monetizing the website. I do not want it to be like ads. Uh, you know, so I'm trying to figure out other ways of doing that. One is that I'm thinking of doing like a quarterly magazine um, with, uh, you know, aside from just, you know, our, our regular interviews with some, you know, exclusive content and like, you know, limited edition, limited edition artwork from some of the developers, stuff like that. Uh, considering Patreon, I've been working on setting up a Patreon page. But in terms of the direction that I want Behind the Indies to go, I've been thinking recently that I, I would kind of like the podcast to move a little bit more into human interest areas and have it, you know, not so specifically be about just the indie developers and, the, and their games, um, but start talking to other team members and you know, really just, just what, what you have to go through, uh, as a indie developer, because if you really want to succeed, you know, it can be a rigorous schedule. It's, you know, it's pretty insane traveling around doing events, um, you know, trying to keep up with social media and marketing and, um, you know, it's, it's a lot. So I've been thinking of kind of doing a, you know, having the podcast be, you know, more about that and having the website be more about game information. Interesting. 
So um, let's see. Now, you spoke a little bit about uh, your past and working in IndieCade and being around indie people. Was, you know, there one indie game that, like, stands out to you as something that made you go, wow, this is something that I want to do? <laughs> or maybe... <laughs> nice. I like you you're using one of my one of my like core questions against yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess I guess the the real, what game made you say, Wow, I wanna do this? <laughs> hmm. Well I mean really it was Foxes. It it was the it was the it was Vladimir. It was the, it was the first guy that I contacted. And I mean, seriously, within like hours of contacting him, he, you know, just wrote back and was like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, I would love to do an interview. Like, you know, thank you so much for checking us out. And, um, and then, you know, like, aside from him being, you know, just very friendly and, um, and accommodating, um, you know, we've also, you know, kind of grown to be friends and have actually worked on a couple things, uh, you know, out, outside of, of, in, sorry, excuse me, outside of indie games. But I, I, I can't really say that it's necessarily one game. I think it was more like the first few that I contacted who, you know, really were, were just so like encouraging and supportful um and like nuts um is another one of them like alex from nuts was awesome like right from the start you know like i was actually really early on like one of the 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 earliest people to interview um stew from tiny bubbles um you know, he was another person who, like, got back to me right away and was like, oh, dude, like, interview sounds great. And also, uh, Scarecrow Studios, you know, Jan was totally into it, and I, I was, like, the first person who ever interviewed him, and now, like, they're just blowing up, like, they rocked it out at E3. So, I think it was just that I just, I don't know if, if it was, like, my research or good timing or what it was. But it it seems like I just kind of got like a really good group of people right from the start who were just so like you know encouraging and okay so so we all know that we love all of our indie devs the same but who has given you the most memorable answer to a question what was the question <laughs> what was the answer ah. Uh... This is partially tough because Brian doesn't always have the best memory. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> no, I, I do not always have the best memory. That's for sure. Um, it may just be tough because there have been so many too. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, there there's definitely some really, uh, mm -hmm. like awesome moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm You're sorry. You're gonna think my, about it. I'll, I, my, that's yeah, okay. I'll say it to my mind. But 
I mean, I would say I would say some of mine were definitely from um, Powerlust with um, Bart Manser and uh, some of his answers that were just really like good life advice, like not just about designing a game. They're just like about forming good habits and you know dedication to whatever job you have um, and getting it done. I think that was that was really yeah. awesome. And I remember um, the young ladies from Steamberry Studio with Changeling, and um, that was our first virtual novel. And we asked them, you know, what their opinion was or what they say to people who may have um, a dislike of virtual novels or say they're not real games or something. And their response was just so classic. We like it, and we're going to do it, and we don't care what other people think. And I think <laughs> that is such an embodiment of the indie spirit. I mean, that's basically what indie devs are doing. They're, you know, people who are developing games that they want to develop and they want to play, regardless of what major studios may think people want or, you know, what anybody else may want. So those would be my two two picks for most memorable, although everybody's answers are really cool. <laughs> 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 nice. Um. So, uh, do you have any of your own dev to dev advice to give to like um, either indie devs on making games or on you know setting up websites to promote their games? <laughs> uh, I would say. After, you know, now, you know, interviewing, you know, I don't know, hundreds of, of people at this point, that uh, it doesn't matter where you come from or what your background or what your education, um, if you have an idea that you want to pursue, you can do it you can figure out a way to make it happen. I think that's really been kind of like the underlying theme of, you know, pretty much everyone that I've talked to is they have all basically just, you know, had an idea, had a dream and decided that they were going to make it happen and, and have in, you know, in, in all sorts of varying ways. And I think that's pretty, uh, pretty spectacular. <laughs> um, well, Brian, is there any behind behind the Indies information that I may have missed that you'd like to add? <laughs> Was that a double entendre? <laughs> <laughs> Was behind uh, behind the Indies? <laughs> um, um, no, this this was fun. I I think we kind of gave everyone like a, a a glimpse of how we started and what we do. Um, I guess I would wrap it up with saying that if you've listened to all this and you want to be a part of the great indie dev mind share, send us an email. Um, it's behind the indies at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at behind the indies. And, uh, you know, 
let us know that uh, or Instagram or Facebook or Instagram or Facebook. Yep. <laughs> and let us know that you want to like, you know, tell your story. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's a wrap. Okay, nice. See you later. Off, bye. Folks. Okay, here I'll I'll, I'll I'll help you. I'll we help, need we need exit I'll, music. Yeah, so I'll, I'll help you with the wrap up. Uh huh. So, okay. so thank you, Brian. This has been Kimberly from Behind the Indies, and uh, oh, <laughs> be, wait, sh- wait. be sure to join us for so, our next podcast. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. No, there is something I have to say that that you always say. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, please, please, please leave a review, a comment, something so that um, we know where people are listening, um, what people like listening to. You know, we get some more direction to bring um, y'all what you like. That's right. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Brian. Bye. See you in two minutes. Okay. Bye. <laughs>